Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This one sort of organically caught fire yesterday when we were talking to Luke Hetrick from Spectrum News about the recent success of the Magic. They've won six of their last seven games. Hopefully, they take down the Rockets tonight. And I asked whether or not that would change the approach from management with the trade deadline a month and a half away. The text line then lit up, and we knew that we had something there. It was a conversation that Tazi and I really wanted to do, really sink our teeth into. But if you are an avid listener of this show, you know that Tuesday's show moves at a lightning speed uh, because of its two-hour time frame. So this one deserves some time, and we've got a lot of it here. We, we can extend this segment we can take it into the next if we need to so fire away if you want to add to this conversation at five zero eight five seven we'd love to know what you think about this and we'll get it going i want to kick start the conversation by playing a cut from yesterday i asked mike Ginetti from spottrack.com about what the magic should do come the trade deadline if you were running the Orlando Magic, who have been playing some really good basketball as of late, winners of six of their last seven, almost won the seventh in a row last night in Atlanta, would you be buying at the deadline with some of the floundering veteran teams? Like, I look at the Raptors as the best example of that, of a team that had expectations, probably would be okay at this point, just blowing it up and seeing if they can get Victor Wimbanyama. And there are other teams that are like that, the Wizards, you know, if you're the Magic, you're not in that position anymore. You already got the number one overall pick. Are you trying to poach, kind of strike while the iron's hot? And who would some of those names be? It's a good point. You know, I know you guys are dying to get out of this tank situation, and that's that's fair. Are you going to say but? Don't hit me with but. I, I I'm not gonna. I'm gonna play play your game, even though I do think the but is the right <laughs> the right route here. It's a long season. You got plenty of time to be bad here, Brandon. Um. Look, yeah, you can go this route. You know, are you going to get into the Indiana Pacers situation, right? Is that is the Miles Turner, Buddy Heald? Is that where you're going? Are you going to be that that beneficiary? Are you going to be, you know, are you going to take the Chicago Bulls players off their plate? Mm. It's it, it's just not a great trade deadline. I've said this a few times now, and I really believe it. I don't think, you know, so if you're looking for ugly, and sometimes that's what you have to do to kind of get off off the ground floor, which is where Orlando's been for a long time. If you're looking for ugly, this might be the right move. Um, but I do think, and I, I hate to say it, I do think going back down is the right play. It's just too good of a draft right now. Okay. I just disagree with Gennetti. Not about the quality of the draft, but about the move. For the record, the deadline isn't until February 9th, so we definitely have a lot of... Uh, we will have more versions of this conversation, but on December 21st, you start thinking about this stuff, especially as the season's sort of mood and tenor has changed. I am of the mindset that this team can move beyond the tanking era, era where you're worried about draft picks and can now truly be competitive or at least attempt to be competitive. And usually those teams uh, that are you know, making aggressive moves at the deadline 
like some of the teams that I would expect that would need to get better are going to look at the upcoming class and say, nah, our team's not good enough. We've got some bloated contracts here. The Raptors, the Bulls come to mind. Uh, I'm not sure I want anybody with the Lakers, but they would be part of that conversation too. These teams are going to look at this year specifically and say at the deadline, rather than trying to upgrade, let's downgrade because of what we have coming up. The Magic have already won the draft lottery, and not only did they win it, they also won it with the guy that they chose. So there's going to be a lot of teams. This is a unique year where because of the talent you have at the top of the draft, a lot of teams are going to be vying for that number one pick. And I say help them. Take advantage. That what, That's what makes this year unique. I think in most years what Mike Gennetti is saying is probably true, or probably what the Magic should do is, you know, be realistic. I think there's. I think they can take advantage here, Tazi. You know, I, I love everything you just said. I liked everything Mike Janitti said to a point as well because it's if there were that guy out there in the trade deadline circuit, I say take a swing, trade your picks. You still got the Bulls pick. If that becomes a sweetener, then you can really pile up some assets. You know, people do want Mo Bamba. There's apparently. I mean, I saw, I read an article on Yahoo yesterday about how the Magic could really shake things up in the trade deadline. Cole Anthony and the Magic seem to be pretty far apart on what could be an eventual extension. You know, they they expect him to come in with a higher offer, and they'll want all. And you know, based on his market value right now, they'll offer that, and they'll will probably say no. So he could actually be a candidate as as important of a piece as he's been off the bench. You could see him plus picks plus Bamba, or I don't know if all. All of that would go in one trade, but those are some options, Gary yeah. Harris. But when you look at the like, do we really want to risk it all for Demar Derozan? It would it would help in the short term to have like a a, a one man bucket, but I don't know if he really fits the scheme of the team. I mean, I wrote down a few guys that I don't think they're saving the season, but nice little pieces. I don't know what it would take to get them. Okay, but like they're saying, the Sixers are over the luxury tax, tax threshold by a few million. Matisse Thybul could be an option. He, not a shooter, but really good on the defensive end. <laughs> not solving our problems. Not really yeah. solving our problems. I like Matisse Thybul, but yeah, not a. Uh, but you you know you talk about you need. having tough defenders and playing more defense and that yeah. being a big part of the identity. Playing I think, playoff style basketball, this team needs to learn how to win games. I think the Sixers really haven't like. Or, I don't know. He hasn't been a good fit with the Sixers. It should work, but I feel like his best basketball is ahead of him, and he could be a steal for whoever ends up getting him. Gary Trent of the Raptors. You mentioned the Raptors being a team that could blow it up. Oh, yeah. Love Ananobi. Love Siakam, but they also play positions that we pretty much are loaded at, uh, whereas Gary Trent, that two-guard spot up, microwave, I think he could actually be a nice piece. He played pretty well against the Magic in those two games. Sadiq Bay has suddenly fallen out of the rotation in Detroit. Again, he plays that sort of wing position, but he can shoot. He can do some dirty work. Um, and then, like a Jordan Clarkson will be available, I think, but it might cost a lot to get him. Right. He's been the best microwave guy in the league. So there are options out there. Uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But there are a lot of these teams that are going to be sort of uh, making big decisions about how they handle the remainder of their year. Um, who knows? I mean, Golden State could even be one of them. That that you, yeah. 
I don't know what kind of business you get into with them. But, yeah, do you mention the article in, on Yahoo that was written by Jake Fisher? Yeah. Uh, we made this joke months ago. I'm convinced Jake, who's been on this show several times, I'm convinced he listens to this show. That article yeah. was posted at 8 o'clock at night. We had this conversation on the air yesterday, and this is the headline to the article. Surprising magic could emerge as a possible factor in the trade market. I mean, that was the ex- it was essentially exactly what we said yesterday. I mean, if he didn't listen, it's incredible timing. <laughs> and I retweeted. It was a good art- article. No, it is. It was it well is. written. I liked. He's got quotes from other uh, executives. Yeah. It is a very well written. I mean, Jake does a good job. He does. I just, it is sort of funny, <laughs> some of the timing. I remember it, it was uh, around draft time when I said just, I made it a point every day around right after the Magic won the draft lottery saying, why Chet Holmgren makes sense, and then he yeah. he came out with the report, hearing from sources that the Magic favor Chet Holmgren. I'm like, I think you're just listening to the show. I mean, we we talk pretty high level Magic basketball. Yeah, we do. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, there's a few other people doing it, but uh, yeah, where you come to the right place. <laughs> Here's what this is up from Jake's article. Here's what one GM said. They have two of the premier positions in the league, playmaking forwards on a rookie-scale contract, intriguing young talent around them, solid contracts, no bad money moving forward, and some veterans who could get them back even more draft capital if they choose to trade them. One Eastern Conference team strategist told Yahoo Sports. Uh, Also, interesting blurb here. This is from Jake himself. If you're sensing a theme, it's quite apparent how significantly the Magic value financial flexibility amid this rebuild. And you don't just keep your books clean for the sake of monetary tidiness in perpetuity. League figures familiar with Orlando's thinking maintain that Magic ownership will be ready to spend money when the opportunity presents itself to support Bancaro and Wagner. Will that happen this summer, or the Magic pounce at upcoming free agents before the deadline to obtain that player's bird rights, or simply incorporating him into flexible lineups at Jamal Mosley's disposal? So he's saying, and this is what I believe, is while the Magic financially... And where they are in their path could be players in free agency. I think the way the NBA is moving transactionally is if you want to be a player in the game, you got to make deals. Mm-hmm. The guys just aren't becoming free agents, and when they do, right. they're chasing those big brands on the coast. You're already sort of out of the equation when you're if you're not getting into the trade market, if you're not doing it the way that Indiana does it or Sacramento does it, or even Miami. I mean, and that is an attractive free agent market. I mean, Jimmy Butler, but yeah, he's different than a lot of other star cusp of stardom guys. Yeah. So I think they need to get in the. I think they they need to get into the trade world. One of the names that I thought of, and this is for a contending team, but this is a team that was contending last year without him down the stretch. He's been dealing with injuries, which I know shudder to think bringing in someone like that. But he does provide some microwave offense. Chris Middleton. Yeah, I saw that name in the article at the very end. I love that one. And and obviously, you know, Hammond has some roots there with Middleton, and that that's why I think it was brought up. I mean, we we need shooting, and you can never have enough shooting in this league. So I do sort of feel like his best days are behind him. I kind of feel like he might be breaking down. He, like, put it all into that run that they were able to make to win a championship. But solid veteran. You usually know what you're getting out of him. 
I just still kind of think about that backcourt. Like, I mean, Fultz has been incredible right now, and you hope that he can stay healthy and play constant minutes and be exactly who he's been. But you, you can't really have enough good guard play either. You know, you just think how talented this young front court nucleus is. Just let that marinate. That's fine. Those guys, let them build, let them get all the minutes. Yeah. It's really the backcourt. Give Markel some help. You know, it, the patience with Suggs is like an annoying thing. Uh, Cole Anthony, again, who knows what his future will end up being, what his value is around the league, if he'll be a part of this or not. But I just think you can constantly try to improve at point guard or shooting guard if, if possible while while keeping Fultz as, as your you know the 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 head of the snake. Yeah, I mean you got to trade somebody. You know if if you're going to get into that conversation about wanting to bring somebody in, somebody's got to walk out the door. It can't just be draft picks. I mean that could be a part of it. I don't think the Magic want to give away too many of their draft picks, so I don't even think those are necessarily on the table. Not their own, or, or maybe or maybe maybe Chicago's is more valuable. But Chicago's is top four protected, so yeah. that's something to keep in mind. It's not like the Magic are going to land a number two pick because they have Chicago's. Right, but pick. anywhere from five to twelve, or you know, five to thirteen, is a pretty bonus lotto pick. Oh yeah, definitely. So, uh, but you can't keep everybody, and I, I think Jalen Suggs deserves patience. But at some point, you can't be patient with everybody in no. the NBA. You got to pick your guys that you're going to be patient with. You have to pick the marinade group. And I think we kind of know who that group is, thankfully. And that's one of the things that we've learned with this team winning. You you don't know who's going to be good as far as the guys that haven't emerged yet. You know, maybe Chuma becomes a real NBA guy. Maybe Jalen Suggs does. What you're learning is that you do know that Paolo's that guy. Yeah. You know that Franz is that guy. I think we're learning that Markel Fultz is that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a top 10 point guard in the NBA. But he's... Fits the squad, and he brings exactly what we oh, need from yeah. that position with complimenting the guys you just named. And he's getting better. I think so. I think so. I mean, he's getting loose balls. He's doing dirty work. He does a nice job setting guys up. He has like that little clutch. He calmly laying that ball up to take the lead the other night in the final oh, second. He attacked the basket with yeah. no hesitation. He's got that dog in him. You know, he's it. been through a, enough adversity at the NBA level. You have to love everything you're seeing and getting from him right now. It's really like that second guard position or or just an extra piece in that backcourt that you can really trust and to bring you know that consistency. Consistency is the big word here because you're still talking yeah. about a young team. Like but Devin as, Booker. I'm obviously well, yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> they're going to get him. Teams like the, you don't trade guys like that. But that's the type of player maybe at a um at a lower level. You know someone that comes to mind. We talked about him earlier in the show. I wonder if the Nuggets look and go, we're not getting what we need out of Jamal Murray. He becomes tradable. I'm not sure if I even want him, though. You know, like he hasn't really proved it since that injury. But that's who you trade for, though. It's a buy low know? guy. But even at, at his best, yeah, maybe. And he, he, he could certainly fill it up. I want somebody a little bit more two-way, if possible, to continue to fit the theme of this team and let Fultz still be kind of a regular point. Donovan Mitchell, well, he's not necessarily even two-way, but... That looking back, <laughs> you're picking, but you're picking guys that like teams would never. No, I'm even saying though, no, I'm, I'm not saying him exactly, but that mold. Like looking yeah. back, it was too early to trade for him in the off season, but now seeing what we've seen, like that ultra two guard, yeah. that, that can space the floor and just be a, a big time addition offensively, makes everybody's job a little bit easier. 
I'm glad so, you brought up Cleveland, by the way, because when I was going through my list of teams that the Magic need to be like in terms of how they handle the trade market versus free agency, Cleveland should have been at the top of the list. That Donovan Mitchell trade is exactly what I'm talking about. Because yeah. that's the team that if Donovan Mitchell were to hit free agency, does he choose Cleveland, even if it's a really great fit for him? Probably, Probably not. not. No, yeah. it's New York, I would assume, because he's from there. I, I kind of wanted to see him go there, but I love the fit in Cleveland the way it's working right now. Just got a text. Jordan Clarkson would be a great fit. I mentioned him earlier. While it's not really that flashy, it would fit a role that they could use. It would I'm be with a you. different version of Cole Anthony. I mean, that that would be potentially somebody who would go in that trade, and I'm not sure what that would do to locker room. you got to consider all that stuff. Um, and, and it wouldn't necessarily be the move to, especially if they gave up a lot for him, it wouldn't fire me up like... It wouldn't be a Booker or a Mitchell or obviously someone of that nature, but still a guy who plays a role, efficient, big time scorer. Uh, I but again going back to what Mike Janitti talked about, I just don't know if there's that bona fide guy to to go out and parlay picks and assets to go get. That's that's where I'm like I don't know how exciting this deadline could be, but there are a couple lower level interesting pieces, and and you talked about before guys. Uh, Trading a team trading for a guy so he can re-sign with bird rights, I think that that's an attractive thought of trading for a guy who might be a free agent. See how it looks with the team, yep. And then you get to make that decision come come this offseason. Yeah, and to buy low on somebody, you know, not yeah. you're not talking about the elites of the NBA because it takes too much it, to get into a conversation if you're bringing in somebody that we mentioned, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. You know, if you're bringing in somebody that has very few question marks, and all they're really bringing to the table is elite play and youth, uh, then you don't get to keep those star forwards that you're in love with. you got to trade one of them, and right. I don't think anybody's trying to do that. Can you take some of these guys that are fringe on the roster but have upside? Mo Bamba, of course, becomes part of that conversation. Jalen Suggs becomes part of that conversation with a draft pick and then turn that into someone who is more of a proven player that has some warts. And that's where DeMar DeRozan doesn't blow me away. But would he not make the Magic significantly better? I do. I just think he's sort of a ball stopper. And I'm not sure. I think you want to keep the ball moving as much as possible. And he doesn't play defense. Like, that. that's where I worry. And I do kind of like Franz and Paolo in the clutch. Like, they are starting to get those reps. And they're getting those experiences. And I'd rather not take the ball out of their hands. While it might sound almost crazy to say... Got some text. Either of the Bogdanoviches would be a top three shooter on the Magic. I mean, I'm always down for a Bogdanovich. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you don't need to sell me on a Bogdanovich, brother. Never. And they're not even brothers, <laughs> but they are Bogdanoviches. Uh, yeah. Somebody said Davion Mitchell, not Donovan. I mean, would love that sort of grindhouse grit type of guard with this crew. He's a bell ringer. But the Kings are doing something right now, so I don't, I don't know exactly... They do have a decent amount of guards over there. Monk's been playing well. Herder's been playing well, but I would I don't know if they'd be interested in doing that. Getting someone like uh like I love what Indiana did to get Tyrese Halliburton and he has changed that offense. I know. They still have a lot of room to grow. He's the but, face of that team. But that team can score. Yeah. And it's and he's the reason. I mean, he's he's a great shooter. Laser beam passes. Yeah, and he's a, and he's one of the better passers in the NBA. So how do you make a deal like that? Because that guy still has the youth to be part of a youth movement. That's where, I mean, I mentioned DeMar DeRozan. He makes no sense. I admit that. I'm no. just saying that that's to me is more of like an archetype type of name. 
that I'm okay bringing in someone that's like, oh, really? Oh, I know him. He could be good. That type of player, I think, is kind of who you need to go after. But what I would like even more is the Tyrese Halliburton type. Get me a young guard that still has a lot of years left that can be part of the Magic are still rebuilding. I just think they've hit the next stage. How do you capitalize on that? I think it's via trade, not via free agency. Someone mentioned Tyler Hero. The Heat will not part ways with Tyler Hero. Yeah, he seems like a franchise guy over there. Somebody also said history tells you that Magic trade players a little too early and then they become stars, execute patience. Yeah, like I don't want to be the guy that's like, ah, Suggs isn't doing it for me right now, so trade him. If the right name became available. That's exactly it. I love Jalen Suggs. I don't want to see him just get dealt just because I'm bored. I'm not bored. I like this team, but it would have to be a name where you go, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, like a no doubt about it makes this team so much better rather than wait on someone. But you have to love the amount of talent they have. And the more confidence they get, the more six-game winning streaks they go on, it allows you to be so much more patient with certain guys that haven't really been able to stay healthy or be consistent just yet. Yeah, it says uh, someone here says trade Suggs or Chuma for Clarkson. I don't think it's quite that simple, but I, I wouldn't uh, like, trade Suggs for him. I like where your head's at. Coming up next, Florida bets all the teams in the state, all the lines you need to know after this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.